Hey, y'all. So um, this is season two, episode two. I fell off track again, which I knew I would. I was just looking back at my podcast app and I haven't recorded since August 2nd and it is September 22nd. So um, definitely lied when I said I'd be back on it, but here I am trying again. And I think I keep stopping because I kind of get in my head about the podcast and I just feel like I'm sharing so much of myself again. And I kind of got to a place in life where I thought I didn't want to share as much and I kind of can't keep my fat mouth shut anyways. And I overshare. So might as well do the podcast. I'm always going to be a big talker and a big share. It's just probably my calling in some sense. Um, so anyways, today I'm just going to talk about parenting. I don't really have a specific topic, um, but just parenting because yesterday, um, I told y'all that my kids are at three different schools. So the girls are at two different elementary schools, um, cause Addie's in TK and my son's in middle school. So we're juggling three schools. Fun shit. Um, I picked up Addie from school and then I go back to Amelia's school and Addie was being a brat and I took her phone away from her because she was just being a psycho. And so she flipped out. And as you guys know, I broke my ankle. So I'm in this big boot thing. I finally get Amelia. I'm crossing the street. Addie's like, you know, pulling on me and screaming and yelling. And I'm just, I'm sweating. Like it's hot and irritated. And this lady, big, disgusting, mean, angry, ugly lady with her mouthful of food says, learn how to control your child. Oh my God. (laughs) I snapped. I just saw red. Like I, I snapped. I said horrible things. Like just, I wanted her to get out of the car so I could just, you know, F her up. But Luckily, she just kept eating and shaking her head at me like I was the biggest disgrace on earth. And I embarrassed Amelia this morning. She was like, I don't want mom taking me to school. I wasn't going to anyways because there was a conflict with scheduling. So my dad had to take her. And then on the way to school, Amelia told my dad that she's so glad I didn't take her today because I embarrassed her. (laughs) Oh, girl, this ain't going to be the first time. So anyways, um, I don't know. I don't even know why I had to share that. But this lady pissed me off. I I just don't get it. Anybody who has kids knows that if we could control them at all times, we would. Do you think I want her beating on my boot as I'm walking across the street? I mean, come on. And now I have to go back today to pick up Amelia and the poor, you know, crosswalk duty lady who I say thank you to every day as I cross the street now knows that I'm a total psycho. So I don't know. I just, parenting is so hard. I really thought by now it would be a lot easier because I've been doing it for like, I don't know, 11 years. I got Gabriel when he was two. So I've been doing this for so long And you would think that at this point, you'd have it down. And I don't have it down at all. I'm still, 
my son literally in a blink of an eye just became a little young man. Like he was just so young and innocent. And then I snapped my fingers and it's like I'm talking to this. Well, he's a teenager and yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, I I don't know. I, I I feel like all three of my children are so different and you have to put a different hat on for each one. And I'm starting to learn more about this whole middle child thing because Amelia is always the one that's kind of left out and quieter and, you know, will go somewhere and I'll be like, oh, shit, where's Amelia? You know, because she's the one that's quiet and not saying much and just listens and absorbs everything going on around her. And I feel bad for her, I guess. I've heard a lot of adult people make jokes about being a middle child and I haven't experienced that I have a younger sister so there's two of us I'm the older one and you know there's not even a middle child with us right and so I never experienced that or really understood what that meant but it's almost like they're thrown to the side in a way it's it's like you have to make this conscious effort and I don't even know why that is or or what it is I have no clue But I was talking to my dad about it today and he said, I need to make, you know, an intentional effort to have more one-on-one time with her, which is what I'm going to start doing. But as soon as you think you have it figured out as a parent, you have to really step back and figure out which child needs what. And that's where it's, it's hard because Addie is doing great right now. Addie will be five next week. I can't freaking believe that. She is happy She's such a happy girl. School has opened up this whole new kind of world for her. The way she talks, the words she uses, the way she describes stories and things happening at school. It is so adorable. And so she's just fun right now. She's a handful, but she's fun and spirited and athletic. And she just like stands out. And so it's hard because you're kind of drawn to the child that's like that. You know, she's she's not being difficult. She used to be my difficult one. And she's such the opposite now. And then I have, you know, my son. And he's at this teenage time where, you know, girls and crushes and learning about the world and kind of becoming his own. And so when I pick him up from school, I take that time to really have conversation with him about what's going on. Because I don't want anything to slip through the cracks. I want to make sure he's okay. So I can see how the middle child gets lost in that. And I feel so bad. And I think my dad's right. The only thing you can do is make that intentional effort to kind of draw them out of their... Because she's in her head. She's super in her head. And I noticed the change with COVID from being home. And there's only so much you can do to entertain a child at home. you know. And so uh, she just kind of got used to doing her own thing. And I feel so bad. I feel I feel really bad. I think all of us parents are kind of going through that where what the hell do we do with them? And a lot of kids got really depressed over COVID. It depends on what age they are. You know, that's kind of what I've noticed is every kid is different. Some kids are fine being home. Some parents are a lot more hands-on. I'm not really that way. I'm not the parent that's going to sit down and do a craft or anything like that. I'm I kind of push them to be more self-sufficient because I'm working and, you know, I'm busy, I'm doing stuff. And so um, it's hard. It's hard because it takes a lot for me to really sit down and relax and kind of 
I don't know. Maybe I should do a craft. Jesus Christ. I'm just, you just always are doing things that you kind of don't want to do. <laughs> so anyways, um, back to parenting. Um, I think having a teenager is interesting right now. Um, my son is trying to figure out, you know, what he believes in and he's trying to learn how to accept everybody around him in a loving way, but also stand up for what he believes in. And it's hard to guide him through that. You know, they, in class, they talk about pronouns and for example, his teacher, you know, goes by a pronoun, um, them, they, and I don't, I don't know much about it, you know? And it's like, I feel like I'm being pushed to kind of learn more about what he's learning about. Cause these are things that I don't, I don't know much about. So learning more about LGBTQ and, you know, trying to figure out what my son's been exposed to. He's been exposed to pretty much everything now. Um, having conversations about sex, having conversations about, oh my God, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what we're having conversations about because I don't feel like I had any of these conversations at 13. I mean, the sex talk, of course, you know, and periods and puberty and just the basic stuff. But we're talking about, you know, sex between men and sex between women and what is a transgender and, you know, someone in this class wants to transition and we're, and we're having all these conversations and I, I don't really know what to say. You know, I, I let him have his opinions and I let him express himself and, um, I, I don't give, you know, I don't really give my opinion on certain things cause I don't, I don't have one yet myself. And so sometimes I wonder, you know, these kids are being exposed to so much and they're trying to figure things out. And some of the things they're trying to figure out us as parents don't even have figured out. So I find myself really just listening to everything my kids are going through in the schools and what they're being exposed to. And, you know, I, I understand there's a certain level of reality that we're all facing and living in, um, you know, COVID and COVID rules and mask rules and vaccines and mandates and the things that our kids are being taught in school that we don't have much control over, you know, we can't stop these things from being taught. Um, you know, a lot of parents now I see are transitioning to homeschooling. And I think that's seriously amazing. I, I think that is a job in itself. I, I don't know that I could do it. I would do it if I had to, but, um, I don't feel like in my heart is something I can handle, but I see people doing it and I, I hear them. Like I hear what they're saying and why they're doing it. And I think it's admirable. I think that it's, beneficial to kids in their future because the school system as a whole is is just a mess all parents are going through that right now it's just a mess you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't if your kid's coughing and they get sent home some parents are pissed because they have to work they have nobody to watch their kids um you know it's crazy it's the times we're living in is it's so much information we're, we learn so much in a day just on our phones and talking to people. And there are so many opinions. 
it is so hard to find something to be grounded in. And that's kind of my biggest struggle when me and Bobby have conversations, you know, it's, we think about back in, you know, March of 2020 and when everything was shutting down and, you know, we were all kind of scared, didn't know what to expect. And it's funny because during those times when we were just home with our families, it was such a grounding time. You know, you were just really forced to focus on your little family and your little home and people got their homes organized and they got cute little hobbies like plants and, you know, people started doing meals for other people or uh, volunteering or, you know, people just got involved in, in things that were so close to their heart and stuff that really mattered. At least in my circle, I saw so many people kind of sprout into their own and, and figure themselves out in a way. And I saw a lot of moms transition into homeschool and, you know, maybe that was out of fear and worry and concern. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't matter why you made the decision to do it. I think that these moms are freaking incredible for doing homeschool. I, I love it. I love when I go on Facebook and another mom is on there like saying, well, you know, we made the transition We're we're finally doing it. We're going to homeschool. And I think that's beautiful. I think that anybody who wants to do that has to remember that if they do it and they fail miserably, it's one school year. Who cares? I mean, a lot of these times, Amelia comes home and tells me, you know, half the day is wasted doing God knows what in class, you know, standing in lines and moving from here and there or disciplining another kid or whatever. Like you can really get this stuff done in a couple of hours at home doing homeschool. So I think it's awesome. I think it's it's pretty cool to see some of the positives that have come out of this whole COVID transition. And I know people, a lot of people aren't in the mindset to look for positives, but I truly got a lot closer to my kids. And for me, I was really able to see what was important and being a good parent and a mom and being a good wife and really just choosing where to give my energy to has helped a lot. And I think that's what it did for a lot of us who stayed home during the shutdowns and you know, didn't really have a lot going on. And sometimes me and Bobby joke that we miss it because it was, it was simpler, you know, just kind of being home and hanging out with the kids. It, it was nice. And so I think that's why a lot of people are homeschooling. I think it's neat. I think we all see the value in being home with our families and our kids. And I love it. Um, but back to parenting, you know, when you have multiple kids and they're all struggling with something different, I feel like it can drain you as a parent and it makes you feel like you have to keep giving and giving and giving. And it's where we really go wrong as, as moms, we totally give ourselves away and there's nothing left for us. And it's such a disservice to your entire family. Cause once you get to that point where you've given all of yourself away, not only are you exhausted, but you're bitter and angry and and you're pissed off and It's just not, in these times right now, it's not a place you want to be. And I think we're hard on ourselves. I think that we compare ourselves to other people, which is, you know, I blame social media. I mean, it's good and bad, but it's like, it can make you feel like crap about yourself. And I really encourage people not to fall for that. And, you know, we're in a time right now where, 
a lot of people are afraid and isolating. And I have my days where I want to do the same thing. I want to completely isolate and shut off and shut down and kind of disappear, you know. But there's so much value in having relationships with other people. And that was really my biggest downfall for COVID. I loved the aspect of being home with the kids and the husband and, you know, dinner every night and things just slowing down. And I really enjoyed that. But I also really thrive on relationships and friendships and other people and especially my time with other moms because we have so many conversations about parenting where I either feel reassured that I'm doing something right or I feel a tugging on my heart that, oh man, like I'm doing something wrong. I need to shift and I need to change this about the way I'm parenting one of my children. And there's so much value in community. And as a parent and having young children and now now I'm phasing into this whole teenage life, um, I find the most value in my friendships with my, my mom friends because I can share and they totally understand. And I think that's what I love about my experience at Amelia's school yesterday where, you know, the lady told me I need to get control of my kid. Um, I posted about it on Facebook and oh my God, I don't know how many comments, like 35 of my mom, moms, other moms out there who were like, I would have done the same thing and screw her. That's, you know, she must not have kids. Like everybody understands. And I, I love that. I love that I can have some validation when I'm feeling so low. That's what the world does. You go out there and it, it beats you down. It truly beats you down. And just knowing that you have some people that you can go to and talk to and trust is a beautiful thing. Um, so as a parent, specifically as a mother, I've always encouraged this. I've always said that you need to have other moms. You have to. Even if you don't agree with how they parent or... I don't know, you're judgmental about some of their parenting. There's still something to learn. There's always something to learn from another mom. Um, And I used to be very judgmental of other moms. I think most people are until they have their own children and they have difficult children. And, you know, having Addie was really my breaking point where I, I learned quickly that I had no right to judge another parent. And nobody parents the same. Nobody's going to agree with every single way and thing that you do as a parent. Um, and no one's going to agree with how I parent. You know, I, I say swear words and some people think that's just demonic, you know, that I that I've cussed in front of my kids. And I, I've you know, I mess up, too. I'm definitely not perfect and I never will be perfect in It is what it is, but we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And I think every day as a mom, you should really look to the strengths that you have and what you bring to your children's lives instead of beating ourselves down for everything that we do wrong. Because I really get hung up on that, on thinking, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad mom. And just sitting there and feeling sorry about it and feeling like I destroyed their whole lives and, you know. I hate that. I hate that feeling. And I'm actually really good about it now. I used to really get down on myself as a parent and be so hard on myself. Um, But when I talk to other moms and I realize that we all feel the same, 
it really takes that away. I, I don't really spend a lot of time feeling guilty. I think I go through periods when I know there's kind of a transition with one of the kids. I go through periods of feeling really guilty, like when Adeline had, um, or when I had Adeline and I had postpartum depression, um, I went through a, a long period of time where I resented her and I felt terrible about that, but I took action and I fixed that and I got to a better place mentally. I, you know, I did therapy and medication and my church groups went to church. I did all the things and I really had to work on myself. And that's my point as a mom, you have got to consistently work on yourself. And I think a lot of people forget that, you know, the only way we grow is by being uncomfortable and challenging ourselves. And we get so hung up on everything going on in the world. We get stuck in a certain mindset of we don't deserve any better or we can't do any better or I'm too tired to do better. Or maybe when the kids are older, there's all these excuses. But at the end of the day, you have got to work on yourself consistently to be a good mom. And that's it. It doesn't matter what it is. Pick something and do it. For example, I have a friend going to the gym has become her new thing. And that's what she focuses on. And it makes her a better mom. It releases stress. It it builds her self-confidence and it makes her feel better, right? I have another mom I know who started going to a a mom-to-mom class and that's a big step for her to be in the church and to be opening up to other mothers and, and that's what she's working on right now. And I know from experience that doing those kind of things in those vulnerable settings helps you heal, helps you grow, helps you build your confidence back us back up. It gives you community, right? So we need to challenge ourselves outside of our comfort zones to build our own self-esteem so that we can build our children's self-esteem. And I don't think moms understand that. I think we walk around feeling so bad about ourselves and, and hating ourselves and looking for all the negatives. I'm fat. I'm, I'm I didn't go to college. I, I don't get paid well at my job. You know, we, we could just find stuff, right? I don't make enough money. I'm not as pretty as, you know, so-and-so I'm whatever. And it's the worst thing we can do. It's the worst thing we can do. And I know a lot of people say, this is the biggest one for moms. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a, it's an excuse. I don't have time. I don't want to hear it. None of us have time. We're all busy. We are all busy. Everyone's busy. You make time for what's important to you. And it ha- if your children are important to you and you love them, because I know you love them, you love them like you say you do, you are going to step out of your comfort zone and you are going to work on yourself. And you know right now listening to this what you need to work on. All of us do. We all know what we need to work on. I'll tell you what I need to work on. Anger and rage. I need to work on it because that's what makes me mess up. I like see red and that's it. And not even really towards the kids. It's in front of the kids. I, I Like, you know, what happened yesterday at the school is just an example, but I pop off like that a little too often in front of the kids, especially. Um, and so it's a, a lot of anger and, and rage more than anything. And I'll have to figure out how to deal with that, right? Like, Right now, my ankle's messed up, and so I can't go to the gym and go hard like I usually do to kind of release all that stress. And so in the meantime, while I can't cope that way, I need to find another way to cope. 
And that's what I mean. We, we know what we need to do, what we need to work on. And then you need to figure out what you can fit into your schedule to work on that thing. So that's what we're doing. I actually just started a new mom to mom group last week. And so that's kind of a step for me in the right direction because I know a lot of my anger and rage is like stuffed stuff that I'm not talking about and dealing with that I need to deal with, right? Because no matter how good your life is or how many blessings you have, we all still battle. Even the person that looks the happiest in the world, they, they still battle. We all do. I think people have a bad misconception that they're alone in their pain and you're not. I can guarantee you also that there's people out there that are experiencing more pain than you. And people, oh my God, I used to hate when people say that. Like somebody has it worse than you. I'd be like, I don't give a shit. But the reason I say it is just to put a perspective of, you know, you're not a victim. We can't fall into victim mentality because it takes away our power, takes away our confidence. I, I lived in it for a long time and it made me a terrible mom. It, it just, it made me so, ugh, just ugly as a person. Um, and so find something realistic that fits into your schedule that you can do to, to work on that thing you need to work on that's going to overall make you a better parent, a better mother. We're always going to struggle. As soon as you think everything's coasting, going well, something else will pop up. It's life. It's normal. I always tell my dad, you know, does it ever end? And he said, not till you're dead. You know, that's, <laughs> and then we laugh because it's true every single day. I used to get really angry. I'd be like, oh my God, every day is something or not even something. It's multiple things. Bullshit. Like every day. But guess what? It's life. And as soon as you accept it for what it is, it's just going to roll off your shoulders and you're going to move on with your day. So-and-so did this, this needs to be done. So-and-so messed this up. Such and such kid did this. Great, deal with it, move on, right? But we can't do things that easily if we're not working on ourselves. So it's important, work on yourself. To be a wonderful parent, you have got to work on yourself. And your kids need to see that. My kids, especially my son, they have seen the work. They have seen us fail and get back up. They have, they know they need to see us fail so that they know when they go out there into the world and we don't know what that world's going to look like in five, 10, 15 years from now, they know that they can get through stuff in a healthy way, right? I, oh my God. So, um, Bobby and I are buying a house and it's like, I've been crying every day because we've been working at this for like years trying to buy a house and trying to figure out the right time. So it's finally happening. And I'm crying because yesterday we're sitting at the kitchen table. And like I said, our son has seen us, you know, come from nothing, nothing. We've done this on our own, you know, no handouts, no nothing. Me and Bobby have just grinded hard to get here. And our son looks at us and he says, I know this is going to sound weird, but mom and dad, I, I just want you guys to know that I'm so proud of you guys for buying a house. And you guys know me. I literally burst into tears and he was like, mom, what's wrong? And I was like, I just think that's so sweet. And he's like, well, he's like, you know, I haven't been through a lot of hard things in my life, but 
I know you and dad have struggled. And I remember when we lived in the apartment and, and then we moved into the house we're in now and you guys are buying a house and I think it's really cool. And oh my God, it was like, that's what I mean. They're watching and they're learning and they're understanding. He got to see it. And I, I think that's the most beautiful thing in the world. And it shows him that he can accomplish it one day too, no matter what, no matter what you come from. And that was just so beautiful. I'll never, ever forget him saying that. It was so sweet. He was so genuine and it was, it was adorable. You know, it, it just, man, it warmed my heart. I'm going to remember that forever. Um, and that's the thing I'm learning how to do too, is kind of step back and say, man, like I'm proud of myself. Like my kids, our, our kids are going to struggle. You know what I mean? Like we already know this, they're going to have really hard times, but really sit back and look at what your kids have done. That's positive and tell them, tell them like, you make me so proud, you know, son or daughter for this, 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 and this praise them right now. Cause the world is beating us all down. We're getting our asses beat every single day by this world, by, by the information we're told by the media, by friends, by family, you know, we, you can't make the right decision right now. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? It is what it is. But as a parent, one of the best things we can do is praise our children and hug them, give them hugs. I'm not a big like physical touch person. It's something that has to be very intentional for me. And so I hug my kids and I mean it when I hug them. Like I, I hold them tight and I hug them and I tell them I love them a gazillion times a day, but verbally tell them how proud you are and, and tell them why. Tell them why you're proud of them and end it with you should be proud of yourself because it helps them build up their confidence. Tell them you should be so proud because this, 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 and this. I swear that's one of the best things I've done with my kids is tell them that. And I really think it's because my parents did that for me growing up. They would say, oh, you know, I'm so proud of you. They still do it. Oh my God. They, they still get so emotional and, you know, so proud of you for the way you are as a mom, or I'm so proud of you and Bobby for getting through hard times. And it, it's so sweet, you know, and it's in detail. And then I get to rest on that. Like, oh, my parents are proud of me. You know, I'm doing something right. Even at 31 years old, that, that means the world to me. And so, so those verbal affirmations and physical touch is, it's so important for our kids right now. Amelia hates hugs. It is so funny. We have to like smother her. Gabriel and Addie love it. They love hugs. They're so sweet like that. Amelia's not about it. But once you get her, once I tackle her and get her onto the bed and I, I hug her, she'll hug back and she loves it. So force yourself on those kids and love on them. Um, so that's just a little bit of advice I wanted to throw out there for today. I always just kind of come in this without a plan, but God always lays something on my heart. And, and I really hope you guys get something from this. And I look forward to getting back on here sooner than gosh, a month and a half and giving you guys some more, uh, little tidbits. Have a good week. Thanks for listening in.